Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Welcome back for part two of the Dig a Bit podcast entitled, But God Didn't Say Not To. If you missed part one of this study, please go back and listen to that one first. Thank you. Verse 14, But the flesh of the bullock and his skin and his dung you shall burn without fire, with fire without the camp, outside the camp. It's a sin offering. And we are going to do that, except when it's raining. It is really hard to have a fire out there when it's raining. And so when it's raining, we'll just burn it on the inside of the temple, and then we'll take the ashes out and dump them outside. And God didn't say not to do that. He didn't really tell us what to do when it rains. And so when it rains, that's what we'll do. Because God didn't say not to do that. Verse 16, you slay the ram, and you take his blood, and you sprinkle it round about upon the altar. But... Our children are going to be watching. The congregation is going to be watching. And so I really would like to go ahead and touch my ear with the blood and my great toe with the blood at this point because it's so ceremonially proper. It displays God's glory. And and I really have a lot of, of talent with blood. I li- I've, I've practiced a lot with blood, and I really have a lot of talent with which I can glorify God when it pertains to the hyssop and the blood. And I just want to go ahead and involve the blood here on the great toe and the right ear. And and I'm going to go ahead and do that here because after all, we have to have the blood here and God's, God didn't say not to go ahead and do this ceremonial touching with the blood at this point. And I just think every chance we get would be great and would bring glory to God. So God didn't say not to, so we'll go ahead and do that here as well. Verse 18, And you will burn the whole ram on the altar. It's a burnt offering to the Lord, a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. But you know, God also said that we need to be taking care of the widows and the orphans and those who are less fortunate than we are. And God didn't say not to save a little bit of that back because we have a family that's in need right now. And God didn't say we have to, you know, we could we couldn't save a little bit of that back if there was a need. And so we're going to go ahead and save some of that ram for those people who are in need. And take the other ram, verse 19, and Aaron and his sons will put their hands on the head of the ram and kill the ram. So Aaron and his sons are supposed to put their heads on the ram. But, you know, we've been getting a lot of grief from the heads of the tribes lately because they really have sacrificed a lot their families have sacrificed a lot as as we have built this altar as we have built this tabernacle everybody has brought so much jewelry and especially the heads of the tribes and so i'm thinking that all the heads of the tribes could at this time come forward in front of the congregation and represent each tribe and each tribe would feel like they were having a special part of this consecrated holy act that we're doing here and so Aaron and his sons are going to put their hands on the ram like the Lord said but then the Lord didn't say not to let the heads of the tribes put one hand 
on the ram as well. It doesn't have to be on the head, but each head of the tribe is going to touch the ram before it's killed. And that way, each tribe will feel like they're having a special part. They're putting their, they're having skin in the game, as it were. And so God didn't say not to do that. So we're going to let the heads of the tribes also touch that ram. Let's go on down to verse 24. And you will put in all the hands of Aaron and in the hands of his sons and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And this is the loaf of bread, the cake of oil bread, the wafers out of that basket that they brought, except there are now three baskets as we described. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three baskets full. And here in verse 24, um, you wave them for a wave offering. But before we do that, remember, we want all of the tribes to feel involved. So we're going to let this wave offering pass through the hands of all the heads of the tribes because God didn't say not to do that and that's going to make us a whole lot more unified and that's going to make everybody feel like they have a part in this sacred ceremony. And verse 25, you shall then receive them of their hands and burn them on the altar for a burnt offering for a sweet savor before the Lord. It's an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Sometimes we are going to do it by fire and we know that we're going to be obeying God. We're going to, you know, uh, every other time we're going to do it by fire, but we are getting so many ashes and this fire is um, getting to just be such an ordeal each time, the cleaning up for it. Sometimes we are going to just destroy it by burying it. We're just going to go outside and bury it and make a memorial there that that every single Israelite can come up and touch and know that this sweet savor has been given to God. And we'll even put a sign on there that says, this is a sweet savor for Jehovah our God. And everybody can see that. It won't be just ashes that we're throwing out. It'll be something that we can continually mark and people can come up and even touch it and kiss it and bow down before it because we really really want them to remember what we're doing with this um with this wave offering and then in verse 27 sanctify the breast of the wave offering and the shoulder of the heave offering which which is waved and which is heaved up of the ram of the consecration even of that which is for aaron and of that which is for his son so the the breast of the wave offering and the shoulder roast of the heave offering was supposed to be saved out for Aaron and his sons. But you know, Aaron was just thinking that Eliezer has this humongous appetite and God didn't say not to save, let's say the rump roast. God didn't say not to save that part. And that's really the part that Eliezer loves and he is, uh, I mean, he has just eaten a lot all of his life. And so we're going to do the breast and we're going to do the, um, what was the other one? The shoulder for our families. But just for Eliezer, we're also going to add at least a part of the rump roast because God didn't say not to do that. Let's skip down to verse 30. The son that is priest in his stead shall put them on seven days. Well, what's that? The holy garments of Aaron. And after Aaron finishes with the priesthood, it says those garments are going to be for his son. And he will put them on seven days when he comes into the tabernacle of the congregation to minister in the holy place. Well, that is most of the time that's what happens. But 
there's been a couple of times when Phineas has taken a little bit longer with his cleansing than he should have. In fact, he was a little bit late showing up for the cleansing. And so he wore those holy garments six and a half days instead of seven days because um, it, it just didn't work out that he could do it the whole seven days. So he did it for six and a half days. And that is very close to what God said. And God didn't say not to do it for six days. So I think surely that would be okay. And they shall eat those things, verse 33, wherewith the atonement was made to consecrate and sanctify them. But a stranger shall not eat thereof because they're holy. Who shall eat them? Aaron and his sons. But you know, Moses, I I just think that Moses had to have a part in that because Look at all the times Aaron had messed up. I mean, Aaron built the golden calf. Aaron is the one who went up uh, and um, challenged the authority of Moses. He is the one who, I mean, every time Aaron was called to lead, I feel like just saying either lead or get out of the way because he messed up all of the time. And Moses has just been so true to God. And so I know that God would want his servant Moses to be able to share in this meal with Aaron and his sons. And God didn't say Moses couldn't have any of it. I can't imagine God saying, that is not the God we serve. I can't imagine God saying that. So, you know, God did not say that Moses could not have some of that meat. Chapter 30, verse 34. And if anything of the flesh of the consecrations or the bread remain until the morning, then you burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy. But our animals are hungry. There's a famine this year, and our animals are hungry. And, you know, I know that I don't serve a God who is that cruel and inhumane, that 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 meat would have to be burned when animals were hungry. And God didn't say the animals couldn't eat it. Verse 36, And you shall offer every day a bullock for a sin offering for atonement, and you shall cleanse the altar when you have made an atonement for it, and you shall anoint it to sanctify it. But, you know, it really gets smelly. It gets smelly in there where those animals are offered. And I know that God has a cleansing system, but, you know, sometimes we just need to scrub it down really good with incense because it'll smell a lot better. And God didn't say not to use the incense for that. Verse 39, the one lamb you shall offer in the morning and the other lamb you shall offer at evening. And we do that almost every single time. But sometimes, you know, we have an event that's occurring at evening a wedding or a funeral that's occurring and so sometimes we do need to offer that sacrifice just a little bit early and we know that we serve a God who will accept our sacrifice accept our um, lamb if our hearts are right and I know that when we are going to this wedding and we're praying over this couple and we are letting this and it's a Levite couple and so we are observing that they are the consecrated tribe of the priestly tribe of Israel and when a Levite is marrying a Levite we know that our God is among us and so offering that lamb at noon rather than in the evening as is our general tradition as our is our general custom I know that that our God is a God of grace and that he 
wants our hearts to be right and that he is not so concerned about every detail of the law. And he didn't say not to do it at noon. Now listen to verses 43 through the end of the chapter. And there I will meet with the children of Israel. And the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and I will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. You just think about it with me. You just think about the seriousness of the sanctification of just this one chapter among many chapters where God gave detailed instructions. Did those details matter? Of course they mattered. Did it matter that God did not specifically say not to do other things? And because he didn't specifically say not to change those details or offer at a different time of day or offer a different type of animal or, or cleanse with another agent or anoint with another substance, because he didn't say not to do all the myriad of things that he could have specifically excluded verbally, but it would have taken years and years and years because he didn't specifically say not to do those things. Was it okay to do them? Now, I don't want to insult your intelligence because I think you can see through this chapter that the silence of the scriptures is very authoritative. That when God tells us to do something and then stops instructing, that we have to do exactly what he's told us to do. And that when things are not mentioned in a context of our obedience to God, then we cannot go out into areas that God has not authorized. That we have to do the details. And that simply because God has not said not to do something, does not give us his authority to do it. I really um, hope that I have not offended. I didn't mean to make light of this passage, and I hope that I have not certainly insulted your intelligence. But when we go to the New Testament and we look at the church of Jesus Christ today, the church of God, the holy, as we talked about at the beginning of this lesson, the building that's built of living stones. And when we look at the commanded worship and organization of that tabernacle, we have to, we have to look at God's detailed commands and understand 
that we cannot say, but God didn't say not to do thus and such in worship. Or God didn't say not to have elders who are differently qualified than those qualifications in 1 Timothy uh, 3 and Titus chapter 1. God didn't say not to use blank in worship. We can't, we can't use that phrase, but God didn't say not to. Because, and I'm going to insult your intelligence maybe one more time. Think of the millions of lists that God would have had to make of the things he did not want us to do. And that list would be still unfinished at the end of the day. We have to look at what God tells us to do and realize that all else is excluded in our worship, in the organization of the church. Authority comes from the commands of God and from the silence of the scriptures as well. I hope you're having a great study this month, and I will look forward to being with you soon on the podcast, and we have a couple of more digabits coming as well. Thanks. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.